0: Down 10 with under four minutes to go. The Heat responded with a monumental comeback, a 15-4 run that put them up one with just three seconds left of the game, but a Derek White putback at the buzzer put Boston up ahead and ties the series at three games apiece, and Miami's season hangs on the balance of a Game 7 in Boston. We break down the heartbreaking loss, the struggles of Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo, and more on today's playoff edition of Locked on Heat.
1: You are locked on heat, your daily Miami Heat podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome to Locked On Heat, your daily podcast on the Miami Heat, however you like tuning in on YouTube, Odyssey, on your favorite podcast, app. Thanks so much for making Locked On Heat your first listen every day. I'm Wes Goldberg, here with David Rimmel, here uh, in Kaseya Center, uh, minutes after one of the craziest endings to a playoff game I've ever experienced, ever watched, ever covered live. Certainly uh, the heat coming back down from 13 points in the fourth quarter. uh, And uh, somehow taking a lead with three seconds left. Jimmy Butler goes to the foul line, makes three free throws um, after drawing the foul on Al Horford with maybe three seconds left, maybe a little bit less. We're going to get to that specific point later on, but calmly makes all three free throws and the next thing you know despite Jimmy playing like garbage most of the entire game a a really inefficient night for him inefficient night for Bam Adebayo but the Heat just making threes after threes are getting to the foul line in the fourth quarter and then you look up and they're up they're up by one by one with with three seconds left all they have to do is defend the inbound and that's what they do right they deny Jason Tatum they they force a bad shot by Marcus Smart falling away and what happens? But it just, the, the ball bounces off the left side of the rim. Derek White out of nowhere just crashes the boards and tips it in. Everybody's looking around in confusion. Did it count? Did it not count? Did he make it at the buzzer or did he miss it? And the, the replay showed it quite clearly. Um, he did make it. The Celtics win game six, 104 to 103. The Heat were up 3 0 in this series, David. Now it's tied 3 3. Uh, going to Game 7 in Boston. Uh, just where do we even begin? I, I guess with the, the end, right? And, and just one of the craziest endings I've ever seen.
0: Yeah, that's a tough one to swallow. Uh, I, I, You know, here we are shortly after the loss. We just sat through media post-game. Uh, the look on the players' faces, they're trying to remain optimistic. But I don't think I've ever been through such an incredible emotional swing as those last four minutes of the game. To go from the lowest of lows and watching effectively your season come to an end with a game six loss at home and then to come back in incredible fashion only for you again as you said to be up one and then to lose it all in heartbreaking fashion a second later uh unbelievable i don't what's going
1: through your mind when when marcus smart takes that three-pointer you see everybody boxing out and then all of a sudden you see the ball just kind of go in as these bodies are sort of flying around the basket.
0: Not much, it all happens so quickly. I, I don't I know, we'll talk about the inbounds play a little bit. And I know a lot of people want to blame Max Struess for not. Well, let's talk about it. Let's he, you know, I don't think it was a matter of him not boxing out. I think, as Eric Spolstra said in post game, he did a good job, Max, that is, of trying to deny Tatum the ball, forcing basically White to inbound to Marcus Smart for a challenge three pointer yeah. that he missed. And that was the right play. And then Derek White winds up cutting along the baseline. Bam Adebayo wound up boxing out, I think, with Jalen Brown. Brown. Jason Tatum was able to cut to the hoop. If it had bounced in the opposite way, there's a good chance Tatum would have recovered the rebound and maybe put it back instead. It was White on the uh, left baseline there. He got it. 0.1 0.1 second. I mean, you look at the play-by-play <laughs> breakdown. The ball's in his hand with exactly 0.1 seconds left, and, and he still manages to just tip just it in. Just an
1: unbelievable play. Yeah, it was uh, uh, I – I don't think that there's – there needs I, there's a lot of people blaming Max Struess. Um, it should never it, have come do- down to that. Sure, it shouldn't have come down to that. Like, we're, we're, we are going to do blame pie specifically in a minute, but it wasn't – the call at the end of the game, talking to players and coaches after the game, Max Schroes, you need to double basically on the inbounds Tatum to deny him the ball. The last person we went taking the shot is Jason Tatum. Like, what in this game? 20, 31 points on 22 shots. Uh, Tatum did not make a three in this game. But still, like you, you don't want that ball going to Tatum. That was the call. So Max does what he's supposed to do. The fact that Max was even sort of around it for people to even blame him was kind of incredible because he crashes the board there where when he was so far away from the play. So... Derek White wasn't his guy. I've seen some people wanting to blame Bam bio for boxing out so far away from the basket. That's just not how it works. At the end of these games, you're not boxing out necessarily to grab the rebound, as, as crazy as that sounds. The whole job is, hey, with, with point seconds remaining, just get a body on. A body. Just put your body on a body. And Jalen Brown was right there. Jalen Brown, a great rebounder for his position. Bam found him, put his body on him, denied Jalen Brown that, that entry. Um, so I don't think that any of the players did anything wrong. I just think it's one of those freak things where the ball bounced off the rim the perfect way with the perfect amount of time left, and Derek White made it a phenomenal play. If you're He thinking has like-
0: one job. He has one job. Everybody else has multiple jobs in that possession. Derek White has one job. Inbound the ball, get to the basket because yeah. he's not taking the shot, so he right. doesn't have to worry about boxing out. He doesn't have to worry about That's anything exactly what he did, yeah. other than just grabbing the rebound. And he was able to cut through, made a beeline directly for it. Bam has to show on whoever takes the three-point attempt, immediately box out all within the span of three seconds. We can break it down and judge all these players for all that time. But the reality is, in three seconds, it's chaos. multiple he played. Yeah, multiple yeah. heat players did multiple things, and it just led to a freak bounce.
1: If you're thinking about like Celtics history, I mean that's up there with the steal by bird play, right? I mean, for uh, them, I'm it's not gonna it, go there. It, no, but I'm just I'm saying how how just crazy it is in general. Like it's up there with one of the craziest sort of endings. I don't want to go down this route. I'm
0: sorry. No, I, I, I'm not, try- I'm I, not trying I to make to, you throw up. No, 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 no. It's Memorial day already. Everybody's <laughs> looking at this as a great American Boston tea party part two, you know, no, 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 no. The, the I don't want that history. Yeah, I'm not going I know. To go down I just, that.
1: all I'm saying is it's just one of those freak things that happens. That's right. Right. Just like those let other it, Let plays. it get etched into history and after game seven. Right. I mean, look, if if, this, if the Celtics win game seven, that Derek White play will be etched into history, right? Like Derek White will be a hero in Boston forever. If the Heat win game seven, then it doesn't matter. Nobody yeah, nobody cares. will remember. Just like it doesn't matter that Jimmy Butler hit those three free throws at the end. It doesn't matter because the Heat lost. And yet I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm on media row and I'm watching him make these free. And I, as soon as he got fouled, I knew he was going to make all three free throws. I knew it. And it was just it was like, because of, of course, of course he would. Right. He is one of the worst games we've seen from him in the playoffs and sort of in terms of just efficiency. Five of 21 field goal attempts ends up with 24 points only because he went 12 of 14 from the free throw line. Credit to Jimmy Butler when he realized that the shot just wasn't going in, I guess, even though there is going to be quite a bit of blame that we're going to heap on to Jimmy Butler here sure. in a second. But like to understand, OK, the, the shot's not just going in the, is just not going in. So let me just get to the free throw line a little bit more. And that's what he did in the fourth quarter. Um, and then he gets fouled on that Al, by Al Horford uh, in the corner there, and just miraculous for him to keep his toes behind the line while trying to draw the foul, leaning forward into Horford. I mean, just unbelievable body control and understanding of the situation, and then just so calmly hits those three free throws. Uh, I thought it was over. I thought that he were gonna win it. I really did. Yeah, I think uh, nineteen
0: other thousand other people were in yeah. agreement with you, uh, myself included. I, I, look, I, I wasn't even watching it from the, the media row at that point. Dan. I had gone downstairs to watch it from uh, the media workroom. I, I was assured, I, I felt pretty comfortable that Miami was not going to come back after being down 10 because they played so badly, because Jimmy and Bam specifically played so badly, and without them, there was no chance of a comeback. How, having said that, Jimmy did score 15 points in the fourth quarter, 8 of 10 from the line. Like there's he you could be blamed for a lot of things that happened in the first three quarters, but at least in the fourth quarter, he had some kind of sense of urgency, recognition, whatever it took to, to get there. So Well, let's blame him. <laughs> yeah. I we'll, guess do we'll, we'll, we'll do that. We'll do that, that after affects. the break
1: here, but first. So this was our sponsor. Today's
0: episode is brought to you by Price Picks. Every day of the NBA playoffs, you get a chance at a million-dollar daily super flex promotion. One price picks user will win a chance at becoming a millionaire. One entry place. That's our 8 a.m. Eastern will be randomly selected each day. Whoever placed that entry will be given a six-pick flex. You can get six correct picks, you get a million dollars. Five correct picks gets you 80 grand. Four correct picks gets you sixteen thousand dollars. Full details can be found. Over at prizepix.com million, you have to opt in at that link to be eligible for the million-dollar entry. But once you opt in, all you have to do is play the game like normal, and you could be a lucky winner. And playing the game has never been so easy. If you like daily fantasy sports, this is the option for you. It's just you versus the projected numbers. You pick two to six players. If they score more or less than those pick projections, you can win up to 25 times your money. So... Don't forget, you can bet on the NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball, men's and women's college sports, the WNBA. Anything you can think of, they've got you covered there. Download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users receive a 100% instant deposit matchup to $100 using the promo code LOCKDOWN. So don't forget to enter the promo code LOCKDOWN at sign up for an instant deposit matchup to $100 by downloading the PrizePix app or going to prizepix.com today.
1: Thanks again for making Locked On Heat your first listen every day. Every day is we're gonna be back Monday night with our post-game show of game seven of the Eastern Conference Finals. I can't believe that we're talking about this, that we're even here. Like, okay. Smelly smell, smell of blind pie. Let's do it. All right. So Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo, I'm going to ask for your help on the math again. I already asked you once uh, before we started recording. Nine of 37? 30, yeah, nine of 37. Nailed it. Nine 24%. of 37 combined.
0: 24%, more. 24% The fact
1: 24%. that the Heat were even in this game, all right? There's a couple of reasons for it. Number one, everybody else was making shots. Everybody else. Caleb Martin, Gabe Vincent. Everybody else was making shots. Um, they were not. Duncan Robinson, unbelievable in that, in that fourth quarter. In the second half in general, he goes three of six. Um overall I am not going to give any blame pie to Duncan Robinson for missing those two open three-pointers the yeah, fact that open. they were wide open he said after the game he was just too juiced up he missed him long the one was was pretty egregious the one that was just wide 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 open where he, he took like two side dribbles step, yeah. and sidesteps but like <laughs> I can't blame Duncan Robinson because without them without him the heat are not even in that position all right like when we're talking about blame pie We've got 10 slices, and I'm giving five to Jimmy, and I'm giving five to Bam. You know what? I'm not even going to say that. I'm going to give six to Jimmy. And I'm going to give four to Bam. Because so I think even Jimmy was more to blame. Because Bam, at least, you kind of know what you're what you're getting with him. And I actually thought that his effort was good. He took 16 field goal attempts. He just missed some bunnies and missed some that. But I don't have a problem with the effort. I don't have a problem with the process. And, and defensively, he was incredible in this game. But And rebounding, he was huge, too. What did he end up with? 13 rebounds in this game? Yeah, seven offensive rebounds. Like Bam was really good. I'll actually go... I'm going to go even further. I'm going to give eight slices of blame pie to Jimmy. I'm going to give two to Bam, and that's where I'm going to be. I think just Bam needs to be more efficient. But Jimmy, it was the process. Everything wasn't right. He wasn't getting any lift on that jumper. He was staying away. Like It was the same thing we saw in Game 5 where he was just taking himself out of plays over and over and over again, trying to find mismatches, whether it was Derek White or Al Horford. The one that he tended to like was the Robert Williams one, which was like kind of the only mismatch that he had any success on. But there was a play, David, in the first half where he got Al Horford on the switch And then kind of poked and prodded kind of a little bit, but tentatively passed out of it, got the ball back, kind of backed up and then passed out of it again. And I was like, that's the matchup, man, that that's the one you want. Derek White cons- like blocked the shot twice, I think, in this. Yeah, game. I was gonna say, has he had his shot blocked
0: more in the past two games than he has throughout the whole postseason? Because it certainly feels that. No, way. and Derek White's or a great shot blocking guard. Derek White, yeah. everybody, Grant Williams, they've all taken a turn yeah. blocking Jimmy's shot. So I don't
1: know. About- it go- I think it's a physical thing. Like he's just not getting the lift. And I asked everybody, Spo, Bam, Jimmy, everybody, right. like physically, how are they holding up? And of course, they're not gonna be like, oh, I'm totally broken down, and sure. it's a miracle I'm even out-, out there in the first place. But I just think it's a worthwhile talking point. Like when you talk about how you go back to a game 7 in boston i i don't i think some people are wondering oh how mentally how do you get over that that kind of gut wrenching of a loss I, I just think you do it's the last game of your season Keep potentially put it like, you, right? yeah you just you don't you don't have any other choice just like we've seen the celtics after folding in game 3 and on the on the brink of elimination you just you just find it like you just ha- like that urgency just comes out these guys are so prideful um, and they're going to come out mentally ready to to play that game my question is physically, is Jimmy Butler just cooked? Is he done after what has been a very, very grueling uh, playoff run for him?
0: certainly looks that way. I, I mean, the fact that he was able to raise his game a notch in the fourth quarter is the only hope to buoy the spirit of Heat fans. Because other than that, he looked like a shell of himself for the first three quarters of the game. He, consider that he went three of five in the fourth quarter. That means he went two of 19 prior to that. hmm Two of nineteen. That's like unbelievable to he, think about the version of Jimmy that we saw against the Bucks, even in stretches against the Knicks after sustaining that injury, and and the version that we've seen up to you know this game, game six, a completely different player. And, and he didn't
1: make his first uh, shot within the arc until there's two minutes left in the first the half.
0: One was a. a, a prayer of a three-point shot that he wound up hitting and and then he wound up missing a couple after that look he hit he hit another three down the stretch in the fourth quarter congrats to him he's clearly struggling um credit to boston but i also think that they've done a good job defending him of that there is no doubt but physically he does not seem like the player that he was earlier in the postseason it's not an excuse. It's a rationale. It's an explanation.
1: He played 40 47 minutes. He
0: played a long time. He took one br- br- uh, breath in the second quarter, I think. Yeah. Other than that. Uh, he, he rested played-
1: 80 seconds in the second quarter. That was it. That's what he rested. Um Look, he I, took I, This was the. He took the blame himself. He did. He did. He, he said, said if, if I, I, he has if a normal game. Yeah, I
0: play better. We're not in this position in the first place. So what happened late in the game doesn't even matter. What happened in the prior six games don't even matter. Right now, it's just a matter of game seven. I thought they'd win it today. I also did not think that a combined Jimmy Butler and Bam performance
1: would be 24% from the field. So, you know, I, I, I'm I'm just wondering if that's my thing. Is that an anomaly or is that what should be expected at this point because of how broken down they are physically? That's my question is, is this just a freak? Hey, yeah. these guys didn't shoot well. Yeah. I think for Bam, it might have been. I think this is really, this is going to be a lot on Bam in, in game seven because, This was the formula. Like, if Jimmy is this broken, and this is not the first time he's looked this way. Like, he is worn down as the series has gone on. And tonight I thought was the worst, but it didn't look great. In game five, either in you know, Boston, and they both so, took
0: numbers. A number of falls during the course of the game. When Jimmy Butler fell, at one point it looked like he might actually be hurt. At one point, Bam fell on top of Jimmy Butler. So yeah, kind of hurt his knee there. there. Yeah, and, and he was clutching on his knee. I thought that was going to be a bigger problem than it was. He wound up, you know, getting up and and, and walking being through fine. It stayed circuit. in the
1: game. Yeah, I mean, being but this, fine is, is, but a this stretch, is but this but, is this yeah. is the this was this was the game that they had to win. I kind of feel like no, like I mean, if Jimmy is going to do he's he's going to play in the game. He's going to play almost 48 minutes. Um,
0: Everything but right for you, Miami
1: today. he, he, he turned it on in the fourth quarter, right? All of a sudden he was putting he, I remember he backed it out against Robert Williams or Al Horford or somebody. And then, I think it was Horford and then drove to the basket. And I was like, where was that all game yeah. drove to the basket, got a layup. He was obviously putting out whatever else he had left in that fourth quarter. He was just emptying the cartridge there in that fourth quarter. And to get them there, to get them to be in that game, you needed big shots from Gabe, Caleb, Duncan Robinson all game, and that's what they got. And I I just don't think that we can expect in game seven for Jimmy Butler to come out and look like he did in the fourth quarter for four quarters in game seven. The
0: conditions were perfect
1: for tonight's win. it was the
0: rebounding battle. It sounds crazy, but you're right. They shot the three-point better. They only turned the ball over five times. The turnovers that were such a problem in game uh, five, not an issue today. Only five turnovers. Most of those, I think, early on in the game. And, and despite all that, to come up short by one point in heartbreaking fashion, look, we can play this game. How about this? Do you think okay. they'll be able to bounce back emotionally from tonight's yes. loss? Yes, okay.
1: I have no doubt about that.
0: Your bigger concerns are about the physical side of things. Yeah. You don't know if they have anything left in the tank.
1: Physically, what does Jimmy have left? What does Bam have left? And can they match that shot making? Can they go 14 of 30 again from three-point range?
0: Yeah, because it was great shooting. I mean, That's the only reason point. they were in that game shooting 50% from three, four of eight. Duncan Robinson having a three of six from Gabe coming back from injury. Who knows if that continues to swallow? Even max, two of five, 40%. I mean, these are great numbers shooting-wise, and yet not enough. Uh, you know, they, they
1: basically need to, they either need Jimmy Baller to just go, just to find the fountain of youth somehow.
0: I'm not, I'm not thinking that's a possibility at this
1: point. They need, or, okay. I, and I think I'm with you. So it's either repeat this, Get just get Jimmy to the fourth quarter with incredible shooting through three quarters by your role players. Um, Gabe Vincent coming back, worth noting, uh, awesome in this game, just phenomenal. Very sorry, Uh, 41
0: minutes of play, too. Uh,
1: and then Spo going with Caleb Martin at the four, probably a game too late, but better late than never. And 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 so the starting lineup was Gabe, Max, Caleb, Jimmy, and Bam. So I'm looking at Bam, that's the guy he needs to, it needs to be a like, it needs to be probably the best game of his career in game seven it would be his if if he goes out there and scores 28 points and plays all this defense and all that stuff in game seven and gives miami a chance that will be the signature bam game
0: it might need to be more than that
1: maybe yeah yeah you're right with the if the shooting doesn't
0: 28 might not be enough and if he goes all right 30 yeah i mean that's that's a good round number yeah and that's a good building point but it's just the process has also been difficult i mean bam is he missed a lot of shots around. Well, the don't game.
1: don't you think did they figure something out? This is a it's a great point. Do you think they figured something out with Bam? Because I like the looks he got tonight better than the looks that he got, the limited looks that he got. He, in got, game five. he got
0: makeable shots, yeah. but I still think that Boston did a very good job of being physical with him, clogging the paint, For sure.
1: making things more difficult.
0: And yet, despite that, I mean Bam had a couple of shots at the rim that that should have fallen. It, it, it I hate to say it because I know. Fans of the team or fans of the show deserve more. But a lot of what I saw today just seems inexplicable. Jimmy Butler, inches away from the rim, missing layups that would have been a jam, a dunk against the Milwaukee But that's
1: what happens when your legs leave you, is is the touch at the rim, and then you start front rimming things because you think you're going to get a little bit more, like a... Half an inch more of lift that you just don't have anymore.
0: When we brought up the injury issue in, in Game Five, a lot of people said, "Oh, it's too late. You can't break up. You can't make injuries an excuse." I have no other way of explaining. I, I, the this.
1: further that, first of all, that's counterintuitive. The further you go in this thing, They're the more, more injuries yeah. and the more beat up you are. And this team is old. Like this team is an old team. This is a worn out. This is a a beat up team with a ton of minutes. And Boston is deep, and they are young. And Jason Tatum is twenty five years old. Right, and he looks like the young, springy 25 year old against you know the older Jimmy Butler. Like Jason Tatum was incredible tonight, like he was, he had a great game, man. This is what Celtics fans wanted from him. So, I don't know, did he have a good game? He got a lot of free throws in his favor 15 to 15 for the line, 8 to 21 from yeah, the Yeah, he four. did a good job driving to the basket. He earned those free throws. Uh, okay, all right, hey, you want to call some of them to keep back and say no, maybe you yeah, should win won 12, 12 care. The I'm, line, not gonna, I'm not gonna go that the officiating yeah, route it's
0: very difficult it
1: was a, it was a weirdly i didn't think it was a well officiated game hmm. i thought it was very sort of Kind of and off down. and on, and just yeah, like like Boston got called for seven fouls in seven minutes or something at the start the fir- yeah. the second half, and it kind the of let first Miami half get back was, into the game.
0: First half was very very weird. They weren't calling anything. Second, half I don't think the like-
1: officiating helped. If anything, I actually think the officiating helped Miami because there were so many stoppages yeah. that it allowed them chance. to kind of catch their breath a little bit. I don't think just in terms of the raw officiating numbers, like what was the free throw difference? Twenty nine free throws for Miami, thirty four for Boston. That's not that's not anything to. That, that's not, not egregious Morgan. enough to no, hang your hat on. That's there. nothing. That, that so, wasn't the difference. The difference right. was
0: twenty four percent from Bama to Bay on Jimmy Butler shots that were imminently makeable. They did not make them, and here we are down. Although one. there is
1: one officiating question we do have: Did they screw up the clock at the end? Should there have been less than three seconds left? We're going to talk about that next here on Locked On Heat. Thanks again for making Locked On Heat your first listen every day, every day. As we're going to be back Monday night with our post game show of Game Seven. Are we going to go live? after that we probably, oh, we probably regardless have, of what's yeah, going to no happen chance, yeah whoever so whoever is sober
0: enough to stay with us for that game sober enough. yeah i mean yeah, it's I memorial mean. day everybody's gonna be drinking by the pool hanging out mm-hmm. over the beach it's gonna be a weird buzz going into that game we Man, might be drunk Boston. for that
1: show we'll Only one way to find out tune in. Uh, We're going to get to some of our questions. Thanks to everybody who sent in questions during the game using the hashtag #AskLOHeat on Twitter. This one comes from Manny who writes in there's three seconds on the clock and Jimmy was not fouled yet. There was 2.1 seconds when he was shooting free throws. How were, how was the clock set to 3.0 seconds? And this is a great question and it's a worthwhile question. And it's something that I'm very interested to see show up potentially in the last two minute report tomorrow morning, David, um, well, my guess
0: is that when they reviewed to, to see whether or not it was a two-point shot or a three-point shot, they determined that the foul came from Horford when Jimmy was in his upward motion with three seconds left. That you can see shot- with three seconds
1: left, Horford has a hand on the back of Jimmy Butler. So if they're saying that that's the initial contact at three seconds, then I get it. Um, I do think it was, but, you know, I I think it is worth a second look, and I'm going to be curious to see, like, if this two-minute report has, oh, you know what, it should have been 2.4, 2.1, or 2.6, or whatever. If it's anything less than 2.9. Celtics fans have countered that it looked like Jimmy double-dribbled on the play, so I
0: don't know if that's valid or not. I don't even care. The point is it should never have come down to that. As Jimmy said, and I'll stick to it myself, I don't think it should ever have come down to, oh, you, you could have had the game with 0.1 seconds. You know, you should have won if there had been 0.1 seconds. It doesn't matter. It should never have come down to it. They should have been up by 15 going into the fourth quarter. If they had made half their shots the same way they have throughout most of the playoffs, this is a very different game. Boston is crying right now on their way back to Boston. You know, instead, it's Miami that has to pick up the pieces, figure it out, and hope for a Game 7 miracle.
1: Callum writes in What's the fix to the Heat's offense? Is it a confidence thing or their underlying injuries? I think it's the latter. Like we were talking about before, I think the fix is <laughs> you have forty-eight hours to get right. Uh, I think just all the oxygen and IVs that exist on planet Earth, ship them to Jimmy Butler's Airbnb in Boston. Right, like that's what you got to do because um, the, I'm looking at his ankle. I am looking at his his just his general conditioning, his health, all these things. Him and Bam to me. You, you were talking about like the, the 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 shots that both Jimmy and Bam missed, sort of inexplicably. Yeah, and that that to me is just the wear and tear of this. If post-season. I'm doing the math
0: correctly. It looks like it was 24 on 56 shooting for everybody else on the floor. Nine of 37 from uh, Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo, and and that's that's the problem right there. Is that you I mean the offense isn't broken? It was fine, and I and I think if anything, you can if there's a positive to that, I think Miami was able to get into what they wanted more easily today than they did in game four or five, and it wasn't enough because Jimmy and Bam weren't able to hit shots that they should have been able to make.
1: I'll say this. In this game, it it this was a much better played Heat game than the last two games, and it seems like they that Boston had figured out something in the last two games, and it felt like Miami countered well, right? I like the shots that Bam was getting. I love the three-point shots that the Heat were getting tonight. A lot of those open ones that they were getting in the first three games, yeah. They were back. Like they had Boston confused. Like the the off-ball movement. If anybody goes wants to, for whatever reason, go back and watch this game, yeah. just just the first half, even just watch the off-ball movement. And like Duncan Robinson in the second half, his off his off-ball movement is up there. It's top five in the NBA. Like it's like it's Steph, it's Clay and yeah, then Duncan all, Robinson yeah. is, is like that next tier. Yeah, up cutting there. to the rim, doing everything. He had a great. great confusing. Game. And just like when he doesn't yeah. even touch the ball, confusing Boston's defenders. pick and roll. Yeah. I mean, it was amazing. Yeah. There. Yeah. It was really, really nice. Spo was now. like in his bag today with a couple of these sets. Like, he, it was a well played game by Miami. It's just. Uh, and that's why I put eight slices of blame pie to Jimmy Butler. If he just has a normal Jimmy Butler game, it doesn't even have to be a great, like 56 points in Milwaukee yeah. kind of thing. It just. Just he a no, just 20. Yeah. Just, yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, any chance? Oh, this one comes from Malachi. Any chance to win in Boston? It seems like we're destined to lose this series. We've had three opportunities to close this series out and we couldn't do it. Do you think that they're destined to lose this series? No, absolutely not.
0: Destiny has nothing to do with it. And yes, there is a mathematical chance of it. I, I, look, I, I like the temperament of the team even throughout these losses. The togetherness, very, very different. Even when we saw what was happening in the Boston side of things where they were kind of like, you know, what's going on with Jalen Brown. He looks like he's checked out, et cetera. I mean, they were looked like they were ready for to go on vacation. They pulled it together. Miami, conversely, has never lost faith in themselves. Jimmy has been the the bellwether for this team. I think the way that he kind of comports himself and talks confidently, like yes, that's what you expect, but I think everybody feeds off that. Uh, I, I still think that there's a chance of going in there. It's very unlikely. I mean, but. I think the most important thing, and we heard this from a lot of players, and and they've been pretty consistent about it, it doesn't matter what happened in the previous game. You forget that, you move on. Right now, the series is 0-0. And that's how it started when Miami went into Boston in the first place. Give me more cliches. I want more. What else can you think of? Zero zero. 0-0. You go into (laughs) Boston in the same way they did when they started the
1: series. You need one. That's it. Would you say it's a must win?
0: (laughs) I think, yes, you would say that. For both teams. teams. Um,
1: What did you think about the starting lineup change, and were you surprised that we didn't see Haywood Highsmith?
0: Yes. Yes, I was. I thought that, especially when Tatum was cooking a little bit earlier, I thought his defense was – especially when Jimmy was struggling and you were relying on Caleb Martin. I mean, we should shout him out. He had a phenomenal offensive game. Uh, When Jimmy was struggling and he looked like he was a little taxed, I think you could have gone with Highsmith a little bit just, again, to provide a defensive presence. You weren't getting anything offensively from Jimmy at that point. Anyway – Throw Highsmith out there, let him kind of challenge some of those uh, Boston shooters. Maybe he could get into Brown a little bit, be a little physical with him, keep him from getting into his rhythm. Um, you know, who knows? Uh, it didn't matter. He didn't get any minutes whatsoever. Kevin Love didn't play at all.
1: Basically, played seven tonight. It yeah. was Lowry off the bench, Duncan off the bench, and only really Duncan because he got hot. It, I think it, like I Spo would have been happy just going with Max. Yeah, Lowry, if Duncan that too. I mean, I know Lowry, Lowry had a much better second half than the first half. That yes. first half was really rough. It was. Um so I expect game 7 probably another 7 or 8 man rotation. I think this is it. I think this I think in terms of adjustments and all these things, there's nothing left. There's no more adjustments left. I mean, Spo will tinker, he'll drop a set here and there, but in terms of like real adjustments, this is it. This is the series. It's going to be which team shows up mentally, physically and and could just be there in game 7 and which star, Jimmy Butler, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Bam Adebayo, which of these stars show up big. And that's what Game Seven is going to come down to. Yeah. So, we'll we'll uh, have that post game sh- show for you on Monday night. In the meantime, thanks to everybody for listening, and thanks for making Locked On Heat your first listen every day. Remember, you can always find us on YouTube, Odyssey, Apple, Spotify, wherever you are. Follow us, like us, download, rate, review, all those nice things, and we'll catch you on Monday night. David, thanks for joining me. You got it, Wes.